Welcome to Clean Up on Aisle Fun, the podcast about reviewing grocery stores that nobody asked for. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clean Up on Aisle Fun. I'm Rod O'Toole, your host. Thanks again for listening. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I once again like to talk about a company that is not sponsoring me, Kerrygold Irish Butter. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I want to say this was, I don't know, January 22nd, maybe. It was probably January. I think it was January 23rd. I was in Midtown Manhattan. I was near Penn Station. There's a uh, there's a Johnny Rockets at uh, Penn Plaza. And, you know, when I'm in the, the neighborhood, I'll, I'll stick my head in there and, and say, uh, you know, uh, where do you... Where do you guys get the nerve charging this much for a milkshake? And you know, I could I could make something like this at home for much cheaper. And then they they asked me to leave. And uh, as I was walking towards Penn Station, I heard I heard some cursing coming from an alleyway. Someone sounded like they were in distress. And I looked down, and there's a little alleyway leading to a service entrance to Madison Square Garden. And who's standing there? Um, but none other than James Harden. Uh, of the Houston Rockets. And uh, I, you know, I didn't want to leave him hanging. So I, I approached him and I said, excuse me, Mr. Harden, is everything okay? What's what's wrong? And he said, I just went to a deli down the street and I got, uh, I got this bagel and they, uh, you know, I wanted a toasted bagel with some scallion cream cheese and they forgot to put the cream cheese on it. And, you know, here I am, this was supposed to be my, my snack. And you know I'm the reigning I'm the reigning MVP. You can't expect me to eat a dry bagel, and I don't know what to do. And I just happened to be carrying some Kerrygold Irish uh, garlic herbed butter in my bag, and I, I I whipped it out and I said, uh, put a dollop of this on 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 your bagel. It's no scallion cream cheese, but I think it'll do the trick. And he took a bite and he said, this is delicious. I uh, my my mood has improved and. Uh, I feel like my day has gotten back on track. Thank you very much. And then sure enough, that night he he put up 61 points in the garden. So draw whatever conclusions you want to from that. Anyway, uh, so today I am going to be uh, reviewing the Bushwick Food Town, or Food Town of Bushwick, I believe is how it would appear on the internet. Now, you may recall that we went to a, a superfood town in Washington Heights way, way back in, I don't know, episode two, three. This was weeks and months ago. So, and I, w- I was a very favorable review when I went there uh, with my guest, Sarah Masterson. Uh, we absolutely loved the place. So I had pretty high expectations for this grocery store, Um uh, However, I was I was trying to mitigate them a little bit because it is designated as just a normal food town and not a super food town. And I was curious as to what the difference between the two would be and uh, whether or not there would be a noticeable drop-off in quality. I've never been to this particular uh, grocery store before. It's off the, uh, the Gates J. So somewhat proximal to where I live, if you're, um, again, continuing the let's find where Rod lives uh, challenge at home. And when I walked in, I was immediately glad that this was a place that I chose. Crossing the threshold, you are greeted by something that you don't see very often in a grocery store, a food court. 
like a like a small like a like a little food court that you might find in a mall. They had uh, a donut connection, Nathan's hot dogs, Noble Romans pizza, um, a Subway, Arthur Treacher's, which I mean, my God, I haven't I haven't seen an Arthur Treacher since the one in the Great Lakes Mall closed, and that that had to have been back in what nineteen eighty two, um, and oh, and a Smoothie King, which I I didn't even know we had Smoothie King up in these parts i thought that was uh primarily a southeastern chain given the uh fact that the uh, the stadium in new orleans is the smoothie king center but there it was uh and they were you know perfectly well staffed there's people waiting around who you know could provide me with a, a nathan's hot dog or, or some fish and chips uh which i thought was pretty cool and you know if you're if you're like me grocery shopping on an empty stomach can be a bit of a, a risk so you know maybe if you haven't if you haven't had lunch or something you can grab yourself a quick bite to eat so that you're not making your food purchasing decisions in a state of uh distress uh the other thing i immediately noticed is today today it was like snowing outside it was it's been snowing all day there you could hardly tell walking in this place they kept the they kept the the lobby the i guess you could call it a lobby it was very clean. Floors were spotless. Um, you know, with all this rock salt on the sidewalk, you, you'd expect things to get kind of like crusty and gross. Nothing of the sort. The carpets were there for you to, you know, wipe off your shoes so you don't slip. It's great. Um, so in me already, I'm already I'm impressed and I'm very excited for what's about to happen. Now, the layout of this store, I have to say, is perhaps its greatest asset. It's just one big rectangle which makes perfect sense as far as you know making planning yourself a little uh route for how you're gonna shop around the perimeter of the store are the cases that you know contain perishable goods and then you got the aisles in the middle i'm like this is this is very classic this is very simple uh and i'm curious to see what they do with the space because i will i will note that I would imagine the difference between this and a superfood town is there was significantly less floor space. It was not crowded or anything at all. Um, but this was noticeably smaller than, you know, the superfood town that I've been to. So immediately to the right is uh, produce. Everything looks great. There's uh, plenty of ripe apples. The greens are looking fine. I noticed they had four different types of pears. And I don't know if it's pear season. I'm going to try and find that out. So yeah, I just checked. Uh, pears are tend to be in season in the fall and winter. Um, they had four different types, which seemed um, honestly uh, opulently excessive. You had Pharrell, uh, Bartlett pears, Bosque, and Anjou, which is uh, primarily a winter harvested pear. Uh I feel like that's often a no, no one is anyone's favorite fruit a pear really it's always like nice when you find it in a fruit salad I guess but I've never I've never been a real freak for pears or anything like that it's like oh we don't have we're out of apples we're out of you know tangerines or something like that I guess I'll have a pear um but it's 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 just it's subtle it's a subtle it's not incre it's not crazy it's a very reasonable fruit oh also right next to the produce was a tiny little deli counter next to the smoothie king section it was honestly it was kind of cute it was just like a little postage stamp sized deli counter with you know your basic meats and cheeses if you wanted to grab a sandwich it's very it's very nice uh so 
uh, the produce cooler is all along the right side of the wall. Across from that, on the other side, is another cooler that has your packaged fruit, your berries, fresh ju- juices, uh, lunch meat, hummus, and uh, I also noticed at the end a couple of some baked goods. They had like a, like small sheet cakes, uh, and like some some pie, like a like a pie or two. This made me assume that maybe there wasn't a bakery, which was kind of a bummer. But I'm like, well, hey, at least they're including that. I guess you would have to then purchase frosting yourself to, you know, if you want to personalize that little sheet cake. Um, but that's probably not such a bad thing because that, you know, you can add your own personal touch to that. Uh, I guess you couldn't be bothered to bake a cake, so, you know, you may as well put icing on it. And I don't mean to shame anybody who purchases a sheet cake from a grocery store. That's a perfectly fine way to celebrate a birthday or whatever you're doing. Uh, so in this produce section, they had... That's the first time I've seen this. A package of fresh peeled garlic, like just whole cloves of garlic that were peeled, for $3.99. And I would consider this to be a waste of money. I feel like uh, I would put this up in the category. This is like a foolish thing, not unlike the uh, apples in a plastic tube that I found at the Food Emporium. Just buy a clove of garlic. It is a very basic kitchen. If you're If you're... If you can cook well enough to know that, like, oh, I need garlic and I'm probably going to need to dice this, you're skilled enough to peel some garlic. If you don't know how to do it, you can look up a video. And there's a variety of methods. Some people, you know, you can soak it in water so that that skin comes right off. Uh, Of course, there's the popular, you know, pluck the clove and smash it with the flat side of the knife. Um, I've also seen people take a couple of cloves of garlic, put it in like a jar, close the lid and just like give it a violent shake. For a couple minutes, that's a great way to get out your aggression in the kitchen, and then you know makes the garlic more easy to peel, and doesn't necessarily flatten it in the way that uh, it might get flattened when you're using the knife method. My point being is that there's any number of ways that you could do this. You don't need to buy a bag of freshly peeled garlic, um, so I would advise you against that. In the middle of this aisle, there was a, a small cheese display. They had a good, uh, they had a good selection for you know not being too uh, too big. Uh, so this is all fine. This is all, this is all looking good so far. Everything's nicely organized. Everything's well stocked. Uh, as I move down the 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 side of the store, like the right side of the rectangle, uh, the produce cooler turns into a beer cooler and then on the opposite side on the actual aisle side is more beer so they they had some refrigerated they had some not uh not unlike the cheese there was not a huge selection but uh it was pretty diverse you could get a berry reed a tall boy but you could also get some uh kirin ichiban or is it kirin ichiban i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right you could also get a dale's pale ale in a can or you know some uh natural light so They've got for you know the stuff that you need for every beer drinker, and then they had that typical like grocery store wine that isn't doesn't seem like it's actually wine because it probably needs to meet like a certain alcohol requirement in order to you know fall within the confines of their liquor alcohol license or whatever. So they had that if you need if you need that it's it's there. Um, and then as the we as I continue to move down the aisle, that beer turned into uh, a variety of condiments. Uh, they had, you know, salad dressing, vinegar, oil, pickles, soup, 
And then the the cooler side of the beer aisle turned into the dairy cooler, uh, where I noticed the Food Town has their own line of products like cheeses, you know, cottage cheese or sour cream or whatever. It's a pretty good price. I don't know what the quality of it is, but, um, you know, this this store seems to cater to a variety of budgets, which is, I think, a, one of its strong points. It does so unpretentiously. And the the music, and I always notice the music in these places, was on the radio, which sometimes sucks. But today it was it was pretty good. There was I don't know what what station it was, but they went from Rolling in the Deep by Adele into Hotel California by the Eagles. And I have to say, in that moment, I thought, this is just wonderful. There is no place that I would rather be than. <laughs> And maybe this says something about me, but I'm like, there's no place that I would rather be than right here looking at these pickles in this doing something for a dumb podcast, listening to Hotel California by the Eagles being played over a radio station. I don't know. It was just and everyone's cold (laughs) because it's the it's the winter. It was it was a lovely moment. Now, I will say there olive and pickle selection was pretty good. Uh, though I don't, I'm not, I don't consider myself a fan of either, but I always think it's a nice touch when they have it. I noticed a particular brand called Matt and Steve's that had something called the Extreme Bean, which looked to be a pickled green bean. The character on the jar is a real cool looking dude. He seems to be a green bean wearing sunglasses and carrying some maracas, so you know he's here to party. But more than the Extreme Bean, next to that there was a jar called the asparagus, and it looked to be pickled asparagus, but uh, they have a character, now that I think about it, terrifying as I'm looking at it. This looks to be a goose standing on two legs, like a goose does, but he is standing erect, um, like a a man, and, uh, or like a human being. And except it's not like a human being because it looks like it's just hit. It looks like a goose's neck ends in webbed feet and there's two arms that seem to have human hands and fingers, three fingers and a thumb, I should say. He's wearing a coat around a neck. He has sunglasses as well. And like the top of an asparagus, it has that instead of hair. Um... And I like the pun, but can you imagine having to explain that to a graphic designer? Like, I want it to be a goose, but it needs to, like, fit in this space. So maybe just don't give it a body. Just have it be a neck with feet. And it needs to look like asparagus and also uh, cool as hell. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, hey, if you like, I, I mean, I'm a, I am like asparagus. Maybe I should have given some of this stuff a try. It's garlic and dill. Sounds like a good flavor combination. And they, they had, this is where they also had like, uh, I mentioned condiments. I was tickled to see that they had barbecue sauce from Quaker Steak and Lube, which is one of my favorite chain restaurants that uh, exists in, uh, I believe it started in Pennsylvania, throughout the Midwest in various places. Um, it was my favorite, favorite wings. And I had many a, uh, Many a happy uh, Friday night after, you know, a football game spent at the Quaker Steak and Lube in Manor, Ohio with my with my chums. 
and their sauce is great and they they sell it in stores and there was some there was some here which was which was really nice continuing through the dairy section i noticed that um yo crunch from yo play now has a, a twix option and that's exciting however i wish that was something that existed when i was a child uh i loved the yo crunch yogurts where you know you they had uh, crumbs or I don't know candy of some sort in the lid that you would then peel that back and then put it in the yogurt give that a stir I preferred the Oreo ones those were those were great and I convinced myself I was eating healthy because it was yogurt this is basically just a dessert um and the Twix is is no different but man do I love a Twix mm. so good uh good for you uh yo crunch for you know really making some changes to the game late uh, late in their tenure also on this aisle was this can okay Campbell's has a variety of you know canned soups and they have like the like the chunky like the big like a it's like a bigger can of like chunky soup that seems to be geared towards uh men uh, like, like, like the font will be like, have a bunch of iron studs in it, like a steel girder or something. And they had a microwavable bowl of soup called Chunky Max spelled with two X's. And this was unsettling to me. It, uh, it, it seemed very, just like, in addition to being like, like very, like overtly, like weird, like trying to ascribe some sort of heteronormative quality to to soup which i doesn't doesn't seem to track for me but it was just there's two x's is this supposed to be like sexual i can't think of a you know and i love soup uh but it's i can't imagine a less sexual food than soup it's hot there's uh you know it's typically of a a brown color and oh my god i god i i would i even in a in a non-sexual situation i would not eat a bowl of soup in bed unless i'm like sick so maybe i would i don't know this i i'll 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 find a photo of this chunky max soup and you you tell me what you think um you can uh, send a direct message to the um clean up on aisle fun instagram handle uh, with your with your like full thoughts, if you have many things to say, and I'll do my best to respond. Uh, or ugh, um, post a photo of a chunk of something and hashtag it. Um, this is a uh, uh, a chunk named Max with one X. The last part don't add on to the hashtag. Just hashtag this is a chunk named Max. Uh, I don't know. I'm really grasping at straws here. Next to the soup, they had, this was a similarity that I noticed to the Superfood Town, a great selection of packaged ramen. Uh, I, sh- I feel like I should uh, get some of that next time I'm in the, the store. I never, I never ate a lot of like the, like the Marichan ramen stuff as a kid. I remember in high school in the, uh, I mean like a minute, like a, a, a secondary like cafeteria area towards the like the front lobby of the school and they sold like those cup of noodles and i oh man the 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 smell of that salty salty broth uh will just immediately bring me back to you know it's you know school's out 
were sitting around waiting for for band practice to begin or something like that. Anyway, and then the, at the you know the dairy blends into the eggs, and the eggs were perfectly normal. Uh, at this point, I was really just loving this the design of this store. It's so very simple, and so very functional and good. Along the back wall, so if you're uh, at this, you know what I should have said. To, you should do this earlier. If you're if you want to play along at home, grab a piece of paper, or if you want to save paper, pull up. Uh, uh, you might have a draw feature on your notes app or if you have any sort of an app where you can draw on your phone or an iPad or if there's a window nearby, go up and uh, uh, breathe onto it so that there's condensation and then draw a rectangle and you can sort of track where I'm going uh, or visit the store yourself. But uh, so that there's a frozen food case along the back wall and there was uh, uh, too many frozen confections, novelties, in my opinion, and not enough ice cream. There was hardly any Ben and Jerry's. They had some Briars, and I haven't had Briars in a long time, but I, I remember Briars just being fine. But they had uh, they had plenty of popsicles and, like, the Nestle's drumsticks and, you know, your ice cream sandwiches and this and that, and that's all fine, but I don't... I, I, my, this is a, just a very personal preference that I would I would like some more pints in there. Uh, now this is along the back wall where in the space between where the aisles end and the actual frozen case, there was a display that had a bunch of aluminum pans. If you were to, you know, perhaps be holding a, <clears throat> a first communion party and you needed to get, uh, you know, some some foil pans to put over, you know, a sterno lamp to keep them warm. So you could keep that chicken piccata at a nice, uh, comfortable temperature. You look no further than this little display. They also had charcoal and those big jugs of water that you would put into, um, uh, is it a water tank? I don't know. You know, when you're like in the waiting room at the dentist's and they have the thing with the paper cups and you pull the lever and you get water. Uh, I'm recording this very late at night, and I'm very tired, and uh, there's probably a, a word for what I just described that is eluding me at this point. On the other side of that display, they had some cookies, some packaged cookies, various confections. They had, like, uh, you know, your, your black and white cookies and whatnot, but they had something that I have not had in a long time and used to be a favored treat of mine as a little boy. Those uh, that Stella Dioro brand, they make like Italian uh, uh, cookies and I think maybe even breadsticks. But they have these marguerites that, oh man, the chocolate and vanilla ones. And it was such a yummy cookie uh, that I remember uh, uh, from youth. So the left side wall, again, uh, if you are, you know, if you're continuing to breathe on that window, to draw your rectangle. We are now on the left long side of the wall. This is where you got your your meats, uh, your uh, your your various packaged meats. They had much like Superfood Town. Uh, they had some more obscure meat parts that you could get, such as uh, salted pork fat back, smoked pig's tails, uh, smoked turkey neck, smoked turkey tails, turkey pastrami, um, which. Uh, you know, I've never, I don't know if I've ever had fat back. 
like a fatback bacon, but uh, from what I understand, it's like it's like bacon on uh, steroids, or just you know, if if bacon is uh, war turtle, fatback is blastoise. There we go. That makes sense. Uh, as far as your chicken and you know pork or whatever, there wasn't as wide a selection as you might find at the superfood town. Uh, limited, limited organic selections like you had, uh, you know, there's like your conventionally raised chicken that you find. And then they're like, there's, here's the free range stuff, which might mean that they just have access to, you know, a, a six foot by six foot uh, lot. And then, you know, there's like the entry level organic stuff where it's like Purdue organic and you're like, okay, it's organic labeled, but it's also Purdue, which, you know, no offense, but they're this, you know, this huge corporate, um, you know, farming system. And so you have to kind of wonder if they're cutting corners on the organic chicken. And that's about as high as you can go. You can't find any of like the, um, the more hardcore, you know, free range local chicken stuff. And, you know, I guess that's okay. It's, it'll, it'll, it'll do in this situation, I suppose. Continuing to walk along that wall, there was another frozen uh, food case. And this is for meat and, you know, savory things like you get your frozen chicken, you know, your Tyson chicken tenders. You want to talk about factory farming? Uh, they also had frozen breakfast items, your James Dean sausage uh, patties and breakfast sandwiches. I used to eat those Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches all the goddamn time. And, uh, we would also get the, they had, it was like a breakfast corn dog. Um, it wasn't a corn dog at all though, because it was a, it was like sausage on a stick wrapped in a pancake, like pancake batter. And it was not corn based pancake batter, but really the only frame of reference we have for something like that is a corn dog. Uh, so a breakfast corn dog is what we called it. Beyond the, uh, frozen uh, the breakfast stuff. You had some frozen fruits, who cares, and some frozen pies. I care a little bit about that. And then, you know, points here for a personal favorite, the Pepperidge Farm layer cakes, uh, which is one of my favorite desserts. It's uh, was a big part of my childhood, these little Pepperidge Farm layer cakes, uh, always a treat when we had them. And they're, they're, they're only like $5, and it's, oh, my it reminds me so much of uh, uh, fond memories of um, me and my dad and my brothers eating a, a pepper, putting a Pepperidge Farm layer cake in the middle of the dining room table and just eat, uh, everyone grabs a fork. You, you go in and then, you know, no survivors. Uh, and then the, they had a good frozen pizza selection, your DiGiorno's, uh, some Udi's gluten-free. Um, uh, ooh. Not, uh, they didn't have, I don't know if they had to, to, to Totino's, Tosti, Tostitos is the chip, Totino's is the company that makes pizza rolls, and they had pizza rolls, but they also had, they, 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 uh, they to, oh, I'm, ah, oh, Jesus, uh, Totino's had little tiny pizzas, they had little small personal pizzas, they did not have those, but they had another brand comparable to that, I think it was called Celeste, I've never had that. So I cannot speak to its quality, but it looks like it will scratch the same itch. Did they have um, Stouffer's French bread? 
I think so, but I didn't check. Next to the nice selection of frozen pizza was a nice selection of frozen garlic bread. Uh, love, I love a good garlic bread. How much of this show is just me saying what I saw in a grocery store and saying, I like that. That holds a place in my heart. Uh, I don't, I don't know if, is, is that, is that, does that do anything for anybody? I really don't know. Uh, I guess it's just nice to think about things you like, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Ugh. Life is strange, isn't it? Uh, okay, so, uh, the oh, uh, next to the frozen garlic bread, they had some frozen pasta, like cavatelles, uh, another childhood staple of mine. Uh, so, you know, I was really taking a stroll down memory lane when I was taking a stroll through this frozen food section. Uh, plenty of frozen dinners, your lean cuisines, your hungry man. I've never, I've never seen anyone purchase a hungry man uh, meal in in my life. But you know what I have seen people purchase and you know what I did cajole my parents into purchasing from time to time was kid cuisine, which I don't know if kids really want or desire anymore. I think they advertised on television when I was, um, when I was young, but it was always so, what a weird, what a real trick that they pulled because these things were absolute shit. Like they just absolutely disgusting. Um, terrible, terrible food that you even knew it was bad when you were eating it. And yet it was what a, what a celebration when we were allowed to get kid cuisine and like eat them for lunch. I, uh, they really, they really pulled one over on us for a number of years. Frozen veggies were next. Nothing special there. And at this point I am back at the front of the store. So once again, check that rectangle blow on the window. We're at the front left corner, like the lower left corner. If you're, because to be looking at this rectangle is to be looking at the store from from above, from a bird's eye view. Uh, and and that's not to say that there were any birds in the store. And also, if you so if you were a bird, you'd be looking at it from above the roof. Uh, so that this doesn't really track. Imagine you're looking at a blueprint. Uh, a very simple blueprint of the store and how could it get more simple it's a rectangle <clears throat> okay so now i started to double back so i can go up and down these dang aisles and they're nice and long um the across from this frozen section was the bread aisle i see some holes in the the, the bread stock like they there seems to be some stuff missing for example they had it seems as though they carried uh, dave's killer bread line of breads which is has been my bread of choice lately and if you're not familiar it's like they look kind of they have like these bright colors on the packaging and their logo is a man who i believe has like a like like long hair in the back but he's also bald and a big bushy mustache and he's usually like you know he's kind of jacked and he's carrying a guitar usually and it's it's kind of unnecessary as far as um you know, I mean, bread is as like simple and humble as you can get. There's no need to put all these bells and whistles on it. But you know, it's like whole grain and it's nutritional. Some of it sometimes has extra protein in it or something. And physically, this 
has affected me eating this bread in ways that I will not go into on this uh, on this podcast for it is not polite conversation. I've had conversations with um, certain individuals as to what how I am affected by this bread and uh, could it be some sort of an intolerance? I don't know. But if you know, you know. Anyway, they carried the, the Dave's Killer bread, but they just had um, Raisin the Roof, which is like their cinnamon raisin bread. And it wouldn't, it does not stand to reason that they would just carry Raisin the Roof and not, you know, uh, extreme wheat or, um, you know, uh, uh, blow it out your ass barley or. Uh, you know, uh, the, the whole whole grain, and then just an image of a middle finger. Uh, I believe that's what they're called. Next to the bread was the nut butters and the jellies, uh, also Nutella and marshmallow fluff. I saw um, whatever that brand is that makes marshmallow fluff. It, I think there's just one. I, no, there's two. Jet Puffed, the marshmallow brand, has their own marshmallow fluff, but there is like a brand i can't remember what company makes it's probably like craft or something that it's actually called marshmallow fluff and the look like the the design looks like it's been the same since 1950 but they had strawberry marshmallow fluff which in my many uh, days have i've never seen that it looked nuclear and delicious to be perfectly honest uh there was a brand of nut butters called once again <clears throat> And these are these are natural nut butters. These are, you know, they're they're made from almonds. They're made from uh, peanuts or uh, what have you. They might have some honey in there. But for the rack, the for the look at me, I'm already I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm upset. Their logo is like a raccoon holding a sandwich. What is that? Yeah, he, no, there's like a raccoon looking at you with like, I mean to you know, switch over to a different animal. He's got a deer in the headlights look, but he's he's spreading. I shouldn't gender this raccoon. It's it is spreading. Uh where they it does seem genderless to me. Uh it's spreading nut butter, presumably the the cashew butter that upon which its face is uh you know graced onto a piece of bread or toast and i raccoons in my opinion are some of the most ungainly and uh kind of ugly uh, creatures and it's mainly it's mainly just something it's like from 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 like the neck up like they have cute little heads and faces like if you look at a, like a red panda it looks kind of like a like a raccoon um but the way these things move they just sort of lump and lurch about like big bloated rats and they're always digging through garbage oh god and they've got the little tiny hands i mean look at this this one is you know seems to have opposable thumbs it's it's operating a knife i've never been happy to see one i've never been happy to see one and and they're the, the the general vibe of of raccoons that i've met is uh it's akin to like someone who got caught 
doing something that they weren't supposed to do. They have they have a guilty sort of it's like they know what they're it's like they know that they're rooting through the garbage and they know that they're not supposed to. And uh they're trying to like play it cool and it do, and it just doesn't work. They don't they don't possess that degree of subtlety and it's just annoying. <sighs> anyway, um so this then moves into the soda. They had a pretty big selection of soda. There's too many Canada Dries. Do we need that many different kinds of like ginger ales? This one's diet. This one's sugar free. I don't know. Just like drink it or don't. What's it? What is it with these half measures with soda? Club soda is great. Um, you know, jeez, I, I don't. Drink whatever the hell you want. I don't. It's it's late. I don't care. Uh, next was uh, chips and salsas. Um, they had uh, wrap snacks, which I've never actually seen in in the store. Uh, I believe this this is the company. Are they are they owned by Migos, or do they just have a snack named like Does Migos just have a snack named after them? If they own the company, that's great and that's very entrepreneurial of them. And I I with a, a you know degree of shame and recognition of the fact that I'm very out of touch. Uh, it wasn't until, I don't know, within it was within the last nine months that I realized Migos was more than one person. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit that. Oh, geez. But anyway, these wrap snacks were very fairly priced, so, you know, props um, to the, you know, the folks behind wrap snacks. Uh, here's an observation that I had in the snack aisle. The Snyder pretzel pieces highly underrated a i would i would say are arguably one of the most underrated snacks they they're like you they, they have like the, the it's like chunks of like a like you, it's like you took a hard pretzel but like a big one in a traditional shape threw it in a bag and like hit it with a hammer so it's all in like little pieces but and then that's given a thorough dusting of whatever the flavoring is, be it cheddar cheese or buffalo or something, I don't know, spicy. And because of the nooks and crannies of these pretzel pieces, you know, sometimes you'll get one piece that is just like, it's, it gives you a real wallop of that that cheddar cheese or something like that. And there's a degree of variance. And uh, and they're also very sharp and they cut your mouth and sometimes they aren't fun. Uh, great. So the next aisle was, it's it, it did not really contain any food, but you had a wide variety of housewares. You, you know, there was uh, there was more foil pans. If you know you're throwing yet another first communion party, uh, light bulbs, uh, brooms and mops, plungers, kitchen twine, uh, kitchen utensils. At this point, over the radio, I heard an advertisement. Um, the voiceover. It was Deborah Jo Rupp from that '70s show, whom you might know from that '70s show, as she told us in that advertisement. And she was talking about. Uh, her, the uh, this off-Broadway show she's in right now called The Cake. It's, uh, I believe, currently playing at Manhattan Theater Club. And I didn't know that, I guess, I guess I'm not really listening to the radio much these days. I didn't realize that, like, plays advertised on the radio. But that makes total sense. Because I imagine the people that are, you know, listening to the radio might have, they're, like, probably older folks who might have some disposable income. Maybe they have fond memories of Deborah Joe on that '70s show, and you know what? She was great on that show. Uh, I used to, I used to watch that. I used to watch this show almost every day. 
And then I was burned in that final season when um, uh, Eric Foreman's character was like written off and they just tried to keep the series going anyway. It was a, it was a bit of a disappointment. Anyway, um, also on this non-food aisle, you had your devotional candles. There was a very um, un, unsettling image of uh, the saintly death, and it looked like it was... It was like a candle with an image of what looked like the Virgin Mary, but she was a, skull, a skeleton or something. Uh, this is a tradition that I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm probably out of my depth here, but just at a glance, I was like, "Ooh, okay." Um, tell me more. And then they had they had some more obscure saints on these candles, like Saint Elijah, Saint Martin de Porres, de Porres, de Porres. Yeah, Saint Martin de Porres, de Porres. Ugh, I should. I should look up some of these pronunciations. Cleaning products, they had those too. Uh, at this point, the, the Deborah Joe Rupp telling me to go off-Broadway is uh, over, and the song Bad Day by Daniel Powder was playing. And I realized that there was a real era of like sad, piano-based, like soft rock. In, from the years like 2004 to 2007, I think is when this was in its prime. Your James Blunts, your Daniel Powders. I remember there was a season of American Idol where I think just every week when someone was sent home, they played uh, Bad Day by Daniel Powder. And, um, you know, he's one of those... Anytime I hear that song, I just think like, I wonder what he's doing. He's probably like, he probably retired off of that song. Um, and I don't know that I don't know that he's had any big commercial success beyond that. And I wonder if that can be I wonder if that can be dissatisfying because, you know, maybe he wanted to do more than just that one song. Uh I hope I, I guess I hope he's I, I hope he's doing all right. Uh next there's baby food, cat litter, baby products, uh, you know, wipes, diapers, uh, baby food, etc. You got a baby, that's your aisle. Cool. Next aisle starts with a pretty big coffee selection. Then they had some honey, tea, um, also spices and baking products, all good. You know, your, uh, flowers, both regular, unbleached, and then a, a litany, a real litany of Bob's Red Mill grains and flowers. And, I, you know, Bob's Red Mill could be making up half of this shit, and I don't think anybody would notice. Like, they could probably put sawdust in the bag and be like it's you know uh northeastern you know it's like fresh maine amaranth flower and uh we'd go well i don't know what the hell that is but uh there's there's bob in his little hat telling me that apparently it is natural and of the earth so i guess i will use it as a substitute for uh you know this uh this this pan of uh bread that I'm making. Make bread in the pan? What the hell am I saying? Uh, next was uh, granola, uh, syrup, cereal, canned fruit, fruit juice. In the cereal aisle, I'm going to put this out there. Um, what was their approach with Oops All Berries? Why? Why is it Oops all berries. I mean, I get that that the idea is that like, oh man, 
old captain fell asleep at the wheel, uh, and now we just got a bunch of berries. And I don't, I look at that and I think, there was probably, I, and I don't, I don't eat a lot of, I don't eat Cap'n Crunch. And when I did consume Cap'n Crunch, I would stick with the regular Cap'n Crunch, occasionally flirt with a peanut butter crunch or, a, you know, a berry crunch or whatever. Clearly people were clamoring for, just give us, just give us a cereal that's just the berries. It's kind of like when we were kids and, you know, we thought, wouldn't it be great if there was just the Lucky Charms marshmallows? And then you get older and maturity is realizing that, no, you need the balance between that and, like, the cardboard regular cereal to, you know, make the marshmallows special and to give some sort of texture and structure. Otherwise, you know, just the marshmallows. Oh, my, my teeth crawl thinking of that. But there is more merit to the notion of we want a cereal that's all berries. And why, what is, what, what is up, what's going on with Captain Crunch that they can't, they can't just say, we, we heard you and we think that this is a good idea and a legitimate request as a consumer and we, we wanted to respond to that. Why does it have to be a mistake? Why does it have to begin with an oops and not a, you know, hey, we heard and the cereal should be called we've we've heard you so here are all berries i would feel so uh cared for as a consumer if that were the, if that were if that were the case uh but maybe maybe it's an insecurity on their part i don't know there was not, you know, not, nothing else of note, really. I mean, next was like iced tea, bottled water, fruit snacks, cookies. And then on the next aisle, you had beans, pasta, you know, uh, Goya products. Uh, there was um, a little thing that had a folding funnel, which I thought was a good idea. And then rice. And that's that was it. There wasn't anything of note, really. A good selection, everything well stocked. That, so that was, my, that was my trip through the store. And then... Uh, I had to I had to sample some of this food court stuff and I haven't had a hot dog in a long time. So I went to the Nathan's stand and I got myself a hot dog. While I was waiting, I looked over by the entrance and I realized that um they had some stuff on the wall alluding to the, the history of this particular food town. Uh for, for many, many years it was an HC Bohack, which was a I looked up is a it's I believe a now defunct chain that was throughout the New York area. And that building had been a grocery store since like the early 1900s. Um, and it had changed different, you know, I think it was HC Bohack for a time and then it might've been something else. And then eventually Food Town bought it. Um, and so, you know, I realized that, you know, this rectangular design that I've been, uh, you know, losing my mind over for the last hour or so was probably a result of just, you know, the infrastructure that was set there back in the day. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. Like they had some artwork dedicated to it and like pictures of the, you know, newspaper headlines announcing, you know, cha changes to the store or whatever, you know, dating back to the early 1900s. And I thought it was pretty cool that they, you know, took some space to recognize the history of the building. And, you know, uh, I, I, just thought, I, thought, it was, I thought it was a nice touch. So I felt like I learned something. And, uh, and overall, man, it was a great visit. I, w I was walking home. I was feeling good after I left this place. Uh, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a full A plus, full marks.
I was so pleasantly surprised and uh, and had and uh, just had the time of my life, uh, which is either encouraging or horribly depressing, depending on you know your perspective. But you know everybody's everybody's got different viewpoints on that. Anyway, so uh, thanks again for listening to uh, this episode of Clean Up on Isle Fun. Please rate, you know, subscribe, review, share, whatever. Uh, you know, download this on every platform, and I don't know, boost the numbers. Just do as do as you please. I'm not trying to impose. Okay, have a good one, everybody. <laughs>